Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Dual Screens Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Stephen Fontana, and with me, as always, he's in that other box. He's Andy Asimakis. How are you, Andy? You know what I like best of being a dog owner, Stephen? What's that? Is that at any time during the day, if I'm laying mm-hmm. in bed with my fiance, there is a maximum of six balls on my bed mm. at any given <laughs> time. Mm-hmm. And that fact just makes me so happy. And you're not and you're not getting so rid good. of the, you're not you're not castrating the, the little the little you bugger. No, huh? we're gonna you're I may gonna, get into that later. Yeah. Yeah, because he, <laughs> he's, he's gonna ruin some of those plushies you got on your shelf. Because I, I I've I've gone back and forth on that for quite a bit of time, but right. we can dive into that with our guest oh. in a little bit. Oh my. You don't you just you just don't want to take away his manhood. Uh it's it's okay, Andy. We all go through it eventually. You know, some of us get married, some of us get castrated. I mean, it's not, all it's, our balls are going away one way or the I, other. I, I gotta find my manhood first before I decide to take away someone else's. So that's also a problem. <laughs> Joining us this week, reg- who I'm sure is regretting every bit of that decision at this point, is Olivia Dunlap, developer of To the Rescue, a charming. And I mean charming dog shelter simulator. Olivia, welcome to the show. Hi. Yes, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm not regretting it yet. Not yet. No, no, no. We'll we'll, we'll see see what happens. We'll We'll see what happens. I don't know how much. (laughs) It depends how much ball testicle talk there is uh, or uh, dog testicle talk. We'll see. The bullet points, every other thing is like balls. Right. Sure. Sure. Well, okay. Tennis balls. And yeah, I get it. I get it. (laughs) Right, right, right. Sure. Dog toys and stuff like that. Sure, sure. Mm -hmm. For those of you that are new to the Dual Screens podcast, just like Olivia is, this is the world's number one indie developer interview podcast probably everyone in the gaming industry be it a programmer an artist a, a voice actor or pr rep or a producer everybody has a story to tell and we want to be their platform to tell that story the dual screens po- podcast posts each and every friday for your listening pleasure on your podcast service of choice including our home podbean.com we're also on apple Podcasts, stitcher google play iHeartRadio, and everything else literally everywhere and you could find the video version of the podcast on youtube.com slash dual screens tv now andy mm-hmm. we're gonna do the thing mm-hmm. i'm gonna put this ball on a t there we go back to the yeah. balls onto a T and it is time for our ceremonial mm-hmm. lead off question mm-hmm. of the show. Go ahead, sir. Olivia, why are dogs better than cats? Hmm. Wow. Hmm. Oh, hmm. oh man. Hmm. That is an answer that I don't have because I actually love both of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm one of those people who I mean, you can love a cat. I love cats, true. but if I was to have a choice, right. So- That's true. I, I love both. We, we're definitely more of a dog household, though, because sure. we have two dogs and one cat, so I guess they're just outnumbered at this point. Actions speak um, louder than words. <laughs> Making a dog game, not a cat game. Just saying That's it. true. That's true. Well, I mean, uh, there's something about, like, the, the sort of different types of... Per- I mean, uh, cats have lots of personality, too, but mm-hmm. I just... I grew up with dogs, so, like, I just yes. know dogs better. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I have a little cat story I'd like to tell, because this happened yesterday, and uh, for, our, for our video viewers or I, I, you could see it. I have some, some scratches on my arm. Um, there we go. I'll show it to the camera if you could see it. There we go. It's got a bunch of scratches. They, they, they look way worse in person on than on camera. But so I have two cats, and um, one of them is very small. She's about seven pounds. Um, she's a dainty little thing, and she, she's a wonderful cat. Um, a lot of people like to say that dogs are 
um like they have like you said like they have a different personality they they're very personable they're very whatever like my cats have always been very personable but my cat decided to follow me into um one of our rooms here um that has one wall is painted black okay and she gets up on the top of the chair like the the headrest of the chair and i see her looking like she's about to jump into the wall now mind you this is a solid wall that goes up to a ceiling there is not a painting on it there is not a shelf on it there is nothing on it so at first i'm thinking okay maybe it's a spider maybe it's something i'm looking i'm looking i see nothing so i say you can't go on there and i, I like i put her down she goes back up and now she's really determined to get up on the thing so i say you know what i'm gonna let you figure this out on your own okay so she jumps slams her head into the ceiling slides down the wall like grabbing with her claws i catch her as she falls that's when she scratches me up because she was trying to catch herself and i put her down she was like oh what the hell was that i think she thought that the black wall had a top to it but it's never a dull moment with cats either because they will uh they'll they'll keep you on your toes for sure i've never seen a dog jump into a ceiling just put it that way i don't know i feel like this puppy (laughs) we have right now would definitely like he he, maybe not ceilings but definitely walls (laughs) he definitely has a he, he has this problem lately where he forgets that things that he's not looking at are there because he will just like take off running in the hallway and turn around and look behind him. Oh and yeah. Just, uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Well, I, like, to be I, fair, I, my, my three-year-old daughter does that too. <laughs> yeah, so I, I do that too. Yeah. Like that, that's something. So let's talk about to the rescue. Okay. We, sure. why don't you give our listeners the elevator pitch? What is to the rescue? You got it. So to the rescue is a dog shelter simulator game. Uh, that we are developing here at Little Rock Games. And the sort of whole uh, conceit is that the player is the sort of sole manager of a dog shelter. And they have to take care of everything. They have to take care of the dogs. They have to manage, you know, building new buildings. They have to handle their funds. And, um, and, yeah, and with our whole end goal being to take care of the dogs, but also to get them adopted right. and match them up with adopters. Um, and... Yeah, so that's that's the game, but we're also planning on donating part of the proceeds to actual dog shelters as part of it. Because it's awesome. Because we're making so a cool. a shelter game, but we're also trying to raise awareness, and so as part of that, we want to put our money where our mouth is, sort of. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I do um I do some some work locally for a uh, an animal shelter. It's Brooklyn Animal Action. Um, they're mostly for stray cats because Brooklyn has a mm-hmm. very big stray cat you know, problem, to be honest, there, there's massive amounts of colonies and everything like that. And talking to the, it's all volunteer. Nobody, nobody's a paid worker. It's all volunteer and all of the local vets, um, basically volunteer to have to, uh, you know, work on the cats that are, that are strays. They neuter them, they spay them, they give them their shots. Um, and then there's a small adoption fee. Um, but when you talk to these people that work at these shelters or, or volunteer to foster, or, you know, even the vets that I've spoken to, cause I've, I've, I've been to two separate vets. Um, it's a completely thankless job and there is so, so much that is involved in running a program like that. Where did you guys get the experience to make this into a game is there somebody on your team that that volunteers or runs a shelter like how did you guys get the knowledge to make this game that's actually an interesting question because it's it's sort of weird for us to answer because we first started working on it having almost no experience we were just surprised that this sort of game didn't exist but then as we did just general research and talked to people we realized that there's lots of different cool things that we could represent with a game um and but we did have lots of friends because we started working on it in like early undergrad and we had lots of friends who we we had a dog and so we couldn't really 
do much with fostering and things like that. Right. We had lots of friends who were constantly talking about it. They were constantly fostering dogs. We interact with these dogs and we help them, you know, pick them up and, you know, do these sorts of things. And so we just, um, so a lot of it was secondhand or just through, through um, you know, through talking with people. Um, and, you know, and, and also just from seeing, you know, our local shelters getting, um, you know, these sort of sponsorships and getting to talk to them at events and things like that. Um, so yeah, most of our experience is actually really secondhand. And part of that is, is us wanting to have that sort of impact without really being able to have the sort of hands-on like help because we wanted to, you know, having all this sort of, um, like hearing about all these things they needed, all these, this sort of value that they got out of fosters and stuff like that, that we weren't able to do, but what we did want to do is make a game. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, that's awesome. What does the, uh, the, the the core gameplay loop look like in this like when a dog first arrives at the shelter how do we go through the motions of its arrival the care of the dog and then eventually getting it into an adopter's hands in the game yeah so there's um there's a couple different st- steps of the process right and we're representing some parts of the reality of it more more detailed than others um but yeah so when a new dog arrives the first thing you have to do is put it somewhere um, and that means you have to handle your sort of organizing of your kennels and things like that. That's a big part of it is sort of tetrising your kennels and making sure you have room for all the dogs, um, which also means things like um, putting dogs together sometimes, but sometimes their personalities don't mesh and you have to pay attention to that sort of oh, thing. Mm. Sounds like a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the first thing you have to worry about is where they're going and if you have room for them at all. Um, and then you have to feed feed them and make sure they have water and things like that, which are, you know, sort of um, upkeep tasks that you have to do for like all the dogs. Um, all dogs need water and they all need food, but some dogs like different kinds of foods. So that's another thing you have to pay attention to. Because right. um, a lot of the core gameplay loop really comes down to learning what your dogs need. Because um, there's differences in the sort of personalities and the sort of things that they're the the, the nutritional needs and things like that. Mm. Um, so really, uh, the the main gameplay is just going to be taking in dogs, processing them, and trying to re- figure out who needs what and where they're at, um, and waiting for adopters to come in. Because whenever adopters come in, essentially what you need to do is drop everything and sm- see if you can get one of your dogs adopted. Um, and there's a whole process behind that too, because they'll come in looking for specific things that you may or may not have in the shelter. If you match those things, you're more likely to get a dog adopted. But um, because, but it really comes down to you trying to think about, you know, what dogs. Not only do you think that the adopter was most likely to adopt, but also dogs that you know might have a chance with this adopter that might not have a chance with other adopters. And so mm. you have to choose sort of and 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 think about that in, uh, as well. So is there like an adoptability like score or something like that? Like the, when you're doing everything mm-hmm. right for that dog, does their adoptability go up? So you're kind of managing it, it, the, the way I'm kind of imagining it is like, there's like this timer of here's when adopters are going to come. Here's the time you have to get your dogs, as, you know, basically show ready as it were. Mm-hmm. And then adopters come in and you're trying to, to match them up and, and all that stuff. Like what's the, what's the, um, check boxes for for you know essentially the reward what's the reward here um is it getting them adopted is it getting bigger so you could have more like what's what's your initial what's your eventual goal yeah that that's um both of those things you said were exactly right so dogs do have an adoptability um and and it's it's actually sort of interesting how you have to think about adoptability because um dogs have different 
traits, right? Mm -hmm. And some of those traits are more desirable in general than others. So if you have a dog that is already trained when they come into the shelter and they're healthy and they're young and, and, you know, they're like a purebred dog or whatever, their base adoptability is going to be really high. Like I think, I think the highest for us is five stars as an example. Um, but their current level of what they look like to adopters is dependent on how well you take care of them. So they have a potential of getting up to based on their traits, but Got depending it. on how well you mm. take care of them, they, um, and so that's really the main thing you have to think about with adopters because, because matching up with the things the adopters are looking for is really just giving them a bonus on that as opposed to being the, the, the primary thing that determines whether they get adopted. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so your goal to get them adopted is um, it feels a couple different purposes right one is space because that that's really the most important resource you have to manage with the shelter is having enough space to keep taking care of the new dogs that come in um so that's one thing is so adoptions are important to free up space um but also you mentioned earlier adoption fees mm -hmm. um that's a thing too is that that's the primary way to get uh, basic income for your shelter is through adoption so those are really why they're really important and why they're the they're the most important thing in the to, in the game really is, is to look for these moments. Um, cause yeah, it's also, it, it essentially, it gives you all of your resources that you need. Oh right. My light is flashing. Do, do you get more, <laughs> do you get more money for an adoption fee? The better you do for that, that dog. Like if it's, if, if the dog is like maxed out five out of five stars and it's a perfect match, do they pay mm -hmm. more so that you could, or is it just flat across as long as you get it's them just adopted? a flat fee. Okay. It's, um, but there's other ways that taking care of dogs well can get you other sources of income. So, oh. Um, there's a couple different things there. Like, um, there's some, there's a system in the game called grants. So some grants you can apply for grants. And then if you meet whatever requirements are on them, usually those requirements are related to how well you take care of the dog. So, sure. um, so that's a thing, but also it's just a matter of, of chances, right? Cause each dog you show the adopter has like, essentially it contributes to the whether or not they're going to get adopted. So each and individual star like rating that you bring to the adoption means that, you know, the adoption is more likely to happen at all. Right. Hmm. Okay. It's funny how I'm, I'm listening to all this and I can get a clear picture of what success looks like, how you're, you're adopting dogs and you're taking in fees and you can expand your business, get, you know, taking more dogs than you can. So that leads to more profits and all that, all that fun, you can upgrade all that stuff. But I'm wondering, in my sick, twisted mind, does this game have a failure state? Mm -hmm. Like, if I am, I'm the thinking worst. back. I'm thinking back. Yeah, there's. Are that. there going to be Tamagotchi corpses? No, no, no. no. I'm thinking back <laughs> to like my Nintendo days. Where oh no! I'd be, oh, no. I, I, I'd be at the thing every single day. And then, you know, new games come, you put it aside for a day or two, oh, no. then years go by and you think, if, oh, I yeah. the, if I turn this thing on, it's going to be a pile of bones. <laughs> and it's like, it's like Schrodinger's um, dog, like it's still alive if I don't turn it on yet. Yeah. If, so if, if you're terrible at this game, you don't feed the dogs, if you give them water, you overcrowd them. Do, does it get bad? Do we see it, it get does bad? get bad. So we do see it get bad because it's really important to show mm -hmm. that if shelters don't have room and they don't have funding to expand, that it just is like a snowballing problem. Mm. Right? So, um, so there's lots of different ways you can sort of think about end states or mm -hmm. like failure states. I will say, I will just go ahead and say that the dogs aren't going to like waste away and starve to death on you. <laughs> they, they like, there's sort of minimum care is like essentially just, they're just really unhappy. Right. right. Um, 
but um, one important thing too, because they talked about resources earlier, they talked about space as resource, talking about money as resource. Um, a really important thing for us in this game, and that a lot of, I think, sim games sort of ignore, um, but that I really wanted us to do with this game is to talk about uh, the placement of the shelter in the community. So you have a mm. reputation that you have to maintain mm. as well. Um, so, and you can lose reputation. So dogs can be interdicted and neglect through a couple different reasons. If they're sick, if they're starving, if they're, you know, there's a couple different ways they can be considered to be neglected. Um, and then you can get fees put on your shelter, but also if you keep doing that over and over again, the community is going to know that, Hey, this shelter isn't take care of their dogs. Right. That, and, that, and that means that <clears throat> maybe less new people are going to come into the shelter um, because they, you know, they don't want to support you or whatever. So that's also really important. So in addition to, you know, making it easier to get the adoption so that you can get that income, um, you have to maintain your reputation. And that also means that you can't go around euthanizing every dog in your shelter that you don't want to take care right. of. Right. There's so, like a, um, like is an that angry a thing? pitchfork mob at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that you don't want you don't want the uh, the local, uh, you know, vegans to break in and try and steal all the dogs. Um, former vegan here, by the way. Um, it, uh, so you said euthanize like are you like if a dog doesn't get adopted, you could be left with the choice of having to euthanize what the animals yeah yeah that is something that um from really early in working on this game that we really wanted to include not mm. because we're we want to force people to murder dogs so that nobody wants yeah, to do that. but it's real that's um, what happens at these shelters exactly right. so uh, and you know because you know the awareness is like really really important to us and we don't want to sacrifice the sort of opportunity to show people the sort of reasons why a shelter might not have a choice. Right. Um, Cause we also like avoid talking about shelters in the game in terms of like no kill or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm, because, mm -hmm. um, cause the thing is, is that, you know, in a lot of shelters do not have a choice, like especially municipal shelters, right. A lot of no kill shelters just are closed them admission. And so a lot of dogs, they end up having to go somewhere and if those shelters don't have money to take care of them, they literally don't have any choice, right? And that's not always the case. Obviously, I'm not saying that every shelter that kills dogs has a reason to do it. Right? No, of right, course. Right, right. But um, but we also wanted to show that maybe in some cases those shelters are the ones that need support the most. Um, and if you and, – and, and, and I just also want to say that, like, there's lots of ways in the game. Like, it, that's basically um, a very, very last resort thing. Mm, right. And it has this huge reputation. So there's, you can't really use it as like a like a day-to-day -day like way to solve your problem. Right. But, <laughs> That's always saves some space. That's, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get a few, get a few more in. But if you have no fresh choice, ones. <laughs> you know, like if, if you have nothing but like one-star dogs, right, mm -hmm. and they're not getting adopted over and over again, and you're keeping having to feed them, right, and then like a disease breaks out in the shelter and then those are really expensive to treat you might not have a choice and then you might have to deal with the sort of social repercussions for that um but i also want to say just before i talk about too much more um it is optional there's a setting mm. you can turn off oh okay settings. Mm. don't want that to be in the game at all if you just don't want to um you know because we don't want to traumatize people <laughs> but that's um, a hard mode <laughs> But it is really important for us to to leave that in the game because there's a lot of different things wrapped up in representing that that is is sort of important to us. Are there like untrainable dogs that like get? I don't. I, I mean, you know, it, here here in New York, you know, there there's not that many dogs, but like, you know, if if a dog is is one has a reputation for attacking or whatever, yeah. they're they're pretty much right on the list to be put down unless they could find a. Uh, 
place that's going to rehabilitate them or something like that. Like, is there a mechanic for that? Sort of. Um, so there's there are traits in the game that dogs can have that are really, really negative. Um, so one of them is like bites, for example. And we don't really we are not super explicit with a lot of these. Right. But if a dog bites, that's a they're almost never going to be able to be above a certain level of adoptability. Okay. Right. And so if you still might be able to find an adopter that that is that can take them um, and there are going to be certain events in the game that are things like exactly like you said, like rehabilitators that you that come through that you can pay a fee to help okay. solve this problem. It's usually really expensive, though. <laughs> so, um, but that's definitely an option. Um, so we are representing those things, some of them a little bit more detailed than others. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there are a lot of dogs that have negative traits or dogs that don't get along with other dogs and can cause fights and things like that. Um, so, so yeah, um, it's something we're paying attention to. It's, it's not something that's going to be, again, super common all the time in the right. shelter, mm. but you might occasionally have to deal with something like that. Yeah. Mm. But you're, the one-star dogs can be, be a five-star dog at some point with enough training or... It depends. Or, or intervention on outside sources or influences yeah it really depends so like um so some sorts of traits can potentially be trained out of them mm-hmm. some of them can't like if a dog is, has cancer for example right you're not um, gonna bring a dog whisperer yeah, and be like exactly so a spray um, bottle <laughs> stop Stop having cancer. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, and there's a lot of people that, you know, if they're going to adopt a dog, they don't want to have to handle a dog that might, you know, have these health problems. So health mm. problems are one thing that's that's a that's a big one that you can't really get rid of. And that's mm. really hard to find. Uh, but occasionally there might be an adopter that says, hey, I'm OK with a dog that has this negative trait. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they might have a more more likely chance. So, so there, you can never really turn a two star dog into a five star dog. Mm-hmm. Um and there's only limited ways that you can actually affect their traits at all, um, just based on the sort of resources you have available to you. But there are little ways. So there's always a chance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, so um, so I mentioned like each star contributes to the adoption, right? If you show an adopter four five-star dogs and one one-star dog, there's a chance that they're going to grab that one-star dog. Um, it oh, just wow. depends on the run to the litter. It, it, it's, it's, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's less likely, right? Yeah. But, I want the black sheep. <laughs> and, and it's sort of a strategic choice, right? Because, um, because you have to have your total number of stars say, you know, have them say, hey, I'm going to adopt, right? And mm-hmm. then they're going to pick one based on how much they contributed. But so you can try and get it exactly enough with those lower star dogs if you're really strategic about it. Hmm. How do the NPCs or customers communicate their desires for a dog? Is it just the icons just that you're you. looking for? Oh, yeah, they-, they just tell you. Oh, okay. um, it's it's really simplified, right? So we um, they just come in and say, hey, I'm looking for a dog that has X, right? Okay. Um, and that's just to keep it easy because, you know, we don't want it to be too much of a puzzle really to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, they will have different sorts of personality sometimes. Like some people will be a lot more unsure whether or not whether they want to adopt at all some of them will be really excited and they'll adopt the first dog they see um but generally they'll just tell you exactly what they're looking for Hmm. is there an end game or is it like just kind of open-ended just play uh sort of um so there's there is going to be a story in the game with sort of a conclusion um, but it's also after that, it's just going to be sort of a sandbox right where you can keep playing as long as you want keep expanding the shelter Uh uh-huh that's awesome so what yeah i think you're also working on the story as well olivia mm-hmm. what is what is this game's overall plot what's you know i get there's a shelter but is there like 
is there a person with a name mm-hmm. that has some sort of goal or a backstory with this whole shelter? What's what's that like? Yeah, so right now I'm actually like a little been working on that like the last two weeks. We've made like a big push for the story in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially the player is a person who is just trying to like make a difference. Like they just moved to a new town. They have a dog. Uh, they find a stray dog that they end up taking care of. Um, and then it ends up just escalating until they end up being recruited to work at this municipal, this brand new shelter that opens mm. in their town. Um, and it gets opened as part of like a pilot program. And so like the mayor of the town is constantly giving you these goals and is trying to make sure that it's a success, makes a big impact on the community. So the story has a lot of that sort of um, community integration, like as a theme um, as well. So um and yeah, that's sort of the general thing. And, and the story isn't like the most important part of the game to us. Like it's mm-hmm. not a super story centric game, right. but we still wanted to frame the player as somebody who is trying to make a difference. Like that's just because we want them to sort of feel like a hero sort of for, sure. for, for being the one to do this, you know, like, cause yeah. it kind of has that, um, that reluctant hero situation, uh, situation where you're, you want to help, but you didn't want to be thrust into being the only like the one solely responsible for it. And you kind of, that's a, that's a neat way of, of getting a new player who doesn't know how to play the game to be in the same shoes as the, as the, as the actual character where mm-hmm. they don't know what they're doing either. And you're both going to learn together. Um, and while this mayor, this puppet master is just throwing <laughs> goals at you like a jerk. Like I want every single person in this town to have a dog. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, no, that is a good platform to run off of. I was just thing. about to say I would vote for this. <laughs> yeah. That's that is a good platform. <laughs> Not owning a dog is a character flaw, damn it. <laughs> but yeah, no, Steven, that's a really good that's like exactly what we're going for, right? This this reluctant hero is exactly exactly how I'd put it to. Is is this person who who cares and also but nobody else is willing to put in the work mm-hmm. or is able to, right? And so um I mean, I guess technically at, at one point in the game, you can hire helpers like AI helpers that will come help you out. But mm-hmm. oh, that, that was actually going to be my next question. Mm. Okay. Yeah, you can. It's, <laughs> it's sort of like expensive and they're not very smart or good at their jobs. Sure. But, well, um, <laughs> have you ever seen some of the people that work in shelters that, that yeah, especially the ones that volunteer? Right? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> it's, it's actually funny. So we have, so generally they're, they're considered to be employees, right? So you do yeah. have to have the funding to pay for them. But there, I we're riding in a, an event where somebody will come and volunteer, and then they'll be there for like a week and then leave. Like that, sure. that will be the sort yeah. of little. Yeah. Uh, the, we're also doing lots of little story vignettes like that, like with specific dogs that will come into the shelter over and over again, or mm. with um, with things like that, or with people that will come and be very opinionated about how you're running your business. So like, yeah, there's lots mm. of little Karen, stuff like that besides mm-hmm. the main. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like, can someone bring the dog back? Like, let's say you've they've adopted the dog and then like a few cycles go by and then, you know what? This didn't work out. Take this thing back. I'm going to burn down yeah. your store. No, I mean, exactly. <laughs> like, there's definitely um, uh, that's something we wanted to represent, too. Right. These sort of people that um, and it's not again, it's not your normal person that wants to adopt mm-hmm. a dog. But there are certain people that will just be like, OK, never mind. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, and then, you know, to have because we really want um because we really want to highlight lots of little emotional moments right is that right, right. that excitement of like oh i got his dog adopted that was really unadoptable mm-hmm. i'm so cool they're gone now right i don't have to worry mm-hmm. about them anymore and then three days later they're like actually i can't 
you know, and, yeah. you know, mm, and those then, sort of highs then, and lows of trying to deal with that. And especially when you get to know the dogs before you adopt them out really well. And then, mm-hmm. you know, having to deal with that is, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, that you, to happen. and then you hunt them down. <laughs> yeah. find their house yeah <laughs> maybe if you had any time to leave the shelter you could <laughs> how many how many kinds of dogs are in this game like breed wise can we expect yeah so a lot um and it's right i think i'm trying to it, it's sort of hard to guesstimate because some of it's based on some of our kickstarter stuff that's still mm-hmm. in the in the machine uh, at least 29 though different wow different okay ones. um and that, yeah, that's, um, I think that's seven in each breed category plus one extra Kickstarter bonus. And then there'll be some unique ones that were our Kickstarter rewards as well that are just one-off unique dogs that are fully original. Um, and they're all hand animated too, um, which has been like a huge cool thing, but also a huge, just a huge thing. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a task. Yeah. I was going to say like in a um, huge pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm not the animator, so I mean, I, but I see all of, because they, they're amazing, our animator is, and has just been pumping out these <laughs> animations, and it's just incredible, um, and we're ridiculous for deciding to do it this way, I guess, um, is but there, yeah, so we, oh, go ahead. Is there a random, el- randomized element to the dog's traits, like you just, it kind of just picks from a different stuff, mashes it together, and gives you a dog, and does it do that? Um, only in sandbox mode or does it do that also in the story mode or are you or are you guiding the player to do specific needs at specific mm-hmm. times it sort of depends on what part of the story mode you're at i think uh, okay. it, right now it's it's still sort of up in the air but right now it's planned to start out with a set number of dogs that you sure. start out with and then mm-hmm. after that they start being randomized and there'll oh, okay. be events of specific ones that come in that are scripted or whatever but yeah mm-hmm. Uh, um, are your own dogs in the game? Like, is Olivia's Great Dane somewhere in this sort of in this we, shelter at some point? We decided not to be greedy and use mm. our limited animation slots to make the exact dogs, but definitely the the Great Dane in the game is inspired by our dog. Um, <laughs> not exactly, but definitely inspired by. Um, and our actual our um, our sort of mascot dog, um, the orange sort of Shiba ish looking dog. Mm. Uh, with a with a bandana on is actually inspired by our artist's dog mm. that died a couple years ago. Oh, um, so cute. yeah, so he just he was like Cooper's getting in this game or I quit. So <laughs> we're yeah, like, that's fair. How do you say no to that? That's like, fair. Right? I know. Whatever it's you want, it's it's so it's cool. Just get it on there. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, so dogs are a thing that means so much to so many people, right? And I feel so bad every time somebody emails us that is like. Hey, my dog died that I had since I was five. Could you oh put them in the God. game? And it's just, it breaks my heart because we can't, you know, do that for everybody, but I really want to, especially because right. it wouldn't be fair to our Kickstarter backers, right? Right. Um, but gosh, yeah, it just means so much to so many people, oh, which is why we wanted to have so much variety in the game. Like, we didn't want there to be like five dogs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or just one dog reskin five times or whatever, just because um, we wanted to represent all those different personalities and we wanted to have each dog that visited the shelter feel unique, even if they don't look, you know, there's only 29, only 29. Um, so they, you know, there are going to be duplicates, but we still wanted them to look and feel, feel different. Yeah. Um, do you, do you get like different ages? Like, do you have puppies, you know, but the same, does that count towards the 29 or is it 29? It does. Yeah. It does okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So essentially the, the way that it works is um, that we have breed categories and size categories. So each breed category has 
puppy, small, medium, large. And those are, and then we have, so we have like retrievers with those four and then, yeah. Got it. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there, there's size category. Now, now I understand the math. It's here. I got yes, it. Yes. Yes. It's, it's was a, yeah, it's a thing. Have you, have you had any, <laughs> uh, any ideas of going out and getting some famous dogs? Like, I don't know, Clifford, the big red dog, get him in there. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're probably going to have some nods to dogs like that in, in the sort of stories that happen. But That's cute. No, no official sponsorships yet, but mm. we're open. We're That's very open cute. To, we've got our ears open. Listen, you got to have some video game dogs at some point in there. Right. You know. Wishbone. You Okami. You got to like, have dog on. meat. You got to have, you know, um, Shadow, Rush. Dog all, meat's all, easy. All you just name it dog meat. Like, I don't right. think that's, I don't think you right. have, you just like, make it a German Shepherd. Yeah, totally um, <laughs> we, we actually do have, so, um, for one of our Kickstarter tiers, we had somebody could put like an exact version of whatever dog they wanted in the game. Uh, one of our backers actually wants, uh, like a nod to D dog from, um, from Metal Gear. So that, yeah. so we're yes. going to have, we're going to have a, a D dog. Not, it's not going to be literally D dog. Yeah, of course. Like, inspired by. Will we have an iPad? Is all I'm asking. Uh, yeah. Pro- I mean, it wouldn't be D dog. Right That's yeah. all it needs. There it is. There it is. Um, so I want, I want to talk about it because I didn't go through all of your Kickstarter goals, but do you have any, any uh, plans or maybe desires to have like a, ability for some co-op in this like drop in and help my friend run his thing for a little bit as like one of the volunteers i it's and no it's a short answer i would love to do something like that maybe eventually like we have so many ideas for things this game could expand to do Mm -hmm. um especially because we have this whole idea of being able to once you reach a certain level with your shelter to move on to like another community to help with their shelter like that and there would be sort of interesting room for co-op there but i just don't Mm -hmm. think it's within the scope um because we're a real small team and we've been working on this for like years at this point and at this point, co-op is like, yeah, <laughs> it's I, like, a, it's a I whole get, thing. <laughs> I get Animal Crossing vibes of like, mm. I'm visiting your shelter and I, oh, well, I, I'll help you scoop all your poop, yeah. you know, you know, whatever. And all right, goodbye. You know, do you, you know, I yeah. would sabotage your shelter. And I know oh, you would. No. I know you would. <laughs> <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> is our game going to have the equivalent of doing that thing where you go to someone's Animal Crossing Island and you put a stamp on the ground that looks like the the fossil yeah, hole yeah. everywhere. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> nice. Um, so what, what, uh, what other, what are you hoping to, that happens with this Kickstarter? Like, well, uh, aside from obvious, like, you know, top tier success, but like, what are you deep down really hoping uh, happens uh, throughout this Kickstarter campaign? Yeah. Well, I was going to say our Kickstarter was uh, like a year and a half ago. Okay. <laughs> so uh, it, uh, that was minute. already. <laughs> what did you show me, Andy? Did you show me the, the Kickstarter no, trailer was or like, the regular? Tra- no, it was like, hey, here's the game. It's like coming out soon. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, I get so when, I, after, I, after I, I Andy shows me a game, so that's fair. after right. Andy shows me a game, the first thing I do is look for a Kickstarter because almost yeah. almost everything he shows me is like, let's throw money at this. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll throw money at this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, so yeah, trying okay, to, okay. I'm trying that to bankrupt that makes sense, one game at a time. Steve, that, that that I know, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I, I have understand. to stay off Kickstarter sometimes. Cause yeah, no, it's it's a problem. It's a problem. <laughs> um, so so how did uh, talk about the campaign then? It's if it, you know how did it go? Like what what was what, were you were you happy with the support you got? And Absolutely. yeah, yeah. I mean, we we beat our goal by like a significant margin. Um, and 
we got a little bit too big for our britches and what we thought we could do then. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, so since the, actually it's it's so interesting to me looking at the Kickstarter now because to me it feels like a completely different game. Um, oh, the art style is totally different. We totally did like a whole revamped everything. We got the, that was before we got our animator on, um, and and the game has expanded a lot, um, which is why it's gotten pushed back a few times from from that initial Kickstarter date that we were planning on. Uh, but the game is so much better now. It's going to be so much better now because of it, I think. So, um, but yeah, I know we were super excited. I honestly now looking at it now, I'm like, why did people back this game? <laughs> like, I don't know. No, 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 no. See, that's. I'm gonna say you are wrong because yeah. you've seen the game, right? It's yeah, I, I just dogs compared to where shelter. it is now, you know. Like I just people had so much faith in just the concept, you know. And, well, and that's yeah. been this. That's been the really exciting thing for us is that, uh, you know, that just the concept has resonated with so many people. Yeah. Um, and it also gives us a puts a lot of pressure on us to do mm. it <laughs> to do it in a way that you know that is earnest, you know, because we do actually care about what we're we're making this game about and um but i also want it to be a fun game mm-hmm. so and it's our first actual digital release as a company so there's a lot of a lot of that yeah. <laughs> involved with thinking about this game too yeah. do you guys are you guys feeling like some pressure with that or is it more just like you're just meeting the challenge and just having fun with the challenge i mean it depends on like that, that probably changes every day <laughs> like how sure. probably one day it's like oh my god what are we doing the next day it's like this is so awesome that we've gotten the chance to put our heart and soul into something that people love this much and we should take advantage of that and make something really good so, yeah um no yeah we we love how much support it's gotten and, and we just uh got a publisher that we announced um i think last month this month this month i think we announced it nice. um and they have been doing amazing work helping it just get more reach because that's the one thing as yeah. a company that we have no experience in is not is the marketing side you know um and they landed us a uh, switch deal so we're gonna be doing a switch awesome. release which, oh yeah yeah awesome. we're like super excited about see that. that that's how we got the trailer steven because <laughs> I, I think that's probably yeah. the, the megaphone probably, happened and then it's like oh yeah, now uh-huh. yeah spread down yeah Okay, well, that makes that makes more sense because right. for my for my brain that is made out of mush. Um, let's let's switch gears just a little bit. I want to talk about the company. Talk about how you guys started this thing because you did say this is your first digital release, but you have created other product. Go into a little bit about that. Yeah, so we're sort of a weird company. <laughs> First who, of all, who is it? Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so we're Little Rock Games, and you'd probably be surprised to hear that we're based in Little Rock, Arkansas. Oh yeah. Um, we're all we're all local here, um, and we started out just um, uh, we sort of started out just as a way to to have an LLC so that us as a group of friends could actually, you know, have this legal entity where we could actually do these hobbyist projects and maybe see if they went anywhere. Um, and we, our first project was a board game uh, called Galactic Scoundrels, which we also had success with on Kickstarter. Um, and that was uh, cool. Um, I still think I'm really proud of the work we did on that game. Um, but, you know, at the time we were both are, we were already working on digital projects and stuff like that. And, you know, it's a whole different, thing yeah <laughs> um and yeah so i mean we um we've done that project we've also uh done lots of small uh, contract projects for things like museums and things like that interactive media for them 
Um, so we do lots of different stuff, yeah. uh, but really it comes down to trying to find uh, resources to be able to build our own projects like this. Because what we really like to do as a company is make things that are super empathetic and that, that actually are meaningful in really interesting ways, right? So even yeah. Galactic Scoundrels, which is just like a storytelling game, right? Uh, we designed it in such a way that it it's meant to be collaborative. And that was the, the big thing with that game is we really wanted to make a collaborative storytelling game where people could, you know, everybody could feel comfortable and like all these sorts of things. Um, and and yeah, so that's, so that's, let's do To the Rescue is another extension of that, right? Of us wanting to, to care about things <laughs> it's yeah. sort of a weird way to put it but um so yeah so we're um we've been around for a little while but this is our first digital public digital release <laughs> what is the game dev scene like there in arkansas i'm curious like are Just, you guys like leading the charge in the sense or what's that community sort like? of yeah there's not <laughs> a lot um and that was one of the reasons why we wanted to sort of own it with our yeah. sort of company name and make it sort go. of a thing um because there, there's um it's not just us at little rock games like we have some like a small community of of people here who are great and are constantly coming up with amazing things and and trying to help foster that community but yeah but it's really small and so um so yeah and that's another thing we did i mean at least prior to covid uh, a couple members of our of our company especially were really um trying hard to foster that community because because um, the thing is, is that no matter where you are, like if you talk to somebody and you say you make games, they'll probably be like, "Oh yeah, I have this idea for a game." Like, you know oh, what yeah, I mean? Of course, yeah. It, uh, but, <laughs> but I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a great thing, you know. And we wanted to actually have a community where we could be like, "Oh yeah, well, come tell us about it," you know, like yeah. and we'll, um, and and yeah, so so. Um, because, you know, um, it was always the thing like growing up wanting to make games that always felt like a huge wall, right? It's like, of oh, course. I don't live in San Francisco yeah. or or Toronto or wherever. Oh, um, man. When we were kids, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I, we're going to date ourselves. The The oh, wall boy. was Japan. Yeah, we didn't, we I mean, didn't know anyone too, here but... made games like it was like, where is this made? Made in Japan. Got it. OK, Japan mm -hmm. is apparently the planet where only video where the only place video games are made. Yeah, I mean, but it was just a huge thing. I, and, and I always wanted to to make something here as opposed to going somewhere else. Do the same thing everybody else is. And not, not that there's any problem with that, right? No, of going right. and finding a job in the industry and you know, and doing your thing, but, um, but we were hoping to make there's it work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's enough of that. Anyway, so do your own thing. And now it's like, you're the go-to in Arkansas for, for game design. It's so cool. Yeah. And it is pretty cool, but you know, it's, it's also a pretty low bar. So <laughs> I, can't, I try not to, to, to get to, to, to be too, too big for myself. No, COVID's going to change a lot of this too, because yeah. a lot of, a lot of companies are realizing they don't need as much office space. And I think that was, is a, super prohibitive um to especially in our city in new york city there's almost nobody here um there's mm -hmm. very there's a few indie devs um i think there's I got some friends over that were in from niu game center so yeah uh, you know they had they, we have great programs but you don't you don't mm -hmm. get um you know you it's it's crazy to me that like ea doesn't have a studio out of new york you know because there's an incredibly rich talent pool here but those but people move to, yeah. yeah they move from here to, they go to boston they go to um maryland they go to toronto they go to san francisco they go to texas like those are the places where everybody kind of goes to or portland uh you know so like those are like kind of like the areas people go to um but now that that COVID's kind of taught people like you don't need to spend money on expensive real estate 
and you don't have to pay $30,000 for your uh, a month for your rent. Like you guys can work from home, have a small place that you guys can meet up and, you know, do whatever you want to do. Um, so I think it's, it's already changing. Like we're seeing, um, way more, uh, different states and even countries now, uh, that are kind of starting to kindle a little bit of a, of a flame, uh, for, for game development. It's really, it's really cool to see. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm a little bit torn about it, right? Because because of COVID, our sort of local community has sort of gotten sort of disparate, right? It's still there, but it's still, it's not quite the same thing as it was, and it's not growing as fast as it was. Um, But for us as a company, like all of the, in addition to the, the sort of thing that you mentioned with us, people being really okay with us, just the way we normally work, but um but also online events um, has been a huge thing for us. Things like uh, like India Arena booth at Gamescom this year or yeah. last year was huge for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the sort of thing that we would not have been able to afford to or been able to go to if it was an in-person event. Right. right? But mm-hmm. having it be an online thing was a huge game changer for us. Um, so, so yeah, like online events has been really, really huge as well. Uh, and yeah. I really hope that after COVID, that sort of thing sticks around, even yeah. if it's not as, you know, That's universal. True. A companion too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Like I just, I, I find them so much easier to, they're so much more approachable, so much more accessible. Like so yeah. many more people can go to them because, yeah, you know, you just need an internet connection basically, um, as opposed to a thousand dollars plus plane ticket, you know? Yeah, <laughs> um, oh, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I think and that's we coming learned from that. Yeah, go ahead. No, like we did PAX online this uh, last year. It was just we're in our underwear doing an interview. Yeah, I, I was mean, not in my uh, <laughs> I, I may have been in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely like I, this is one of like the random times when I'm not wearing pajamas. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's coming from somebody who went to GDC like four or five years in a row. And yeah. it was like we saved up all year to be able to yeah. go. And you know, but then this indie arena booth is more impactful than all the GDCs we ever went to combined. And, you know, and it's just, yeah, it's right. really. All right. It is now time to get into our rapid fire segment. This is where we're going to get to know oh, you yeah. in oh, the yeah. deepest parts of your brain and your cerebellum. Oh, yeah. Um, as long as you don't talk about balls. No, there are no ball talk. No <laughs> ball talk. Andy. All right. I got to rethink all my yeah, questions. Yeah. Can you? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> rewrite all the new questions. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about some pizza. Pineapple mm, okay. on pizza. Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Mm, mm, Absolutely. Okay. All right. Another food question. Ooh. Would you rather use bacon grease as shampoo and or deodorant hmm. for the rest of your life or use sandpaper as toilet paper mm. for the rest of your life? Definitely bacon grease. Mm. That doesn't even sound like, I mean, it might actually work for a hair product. It might. <laughs> it it could. You're right. I, I just, I, I just, the sandpaper is just absolutely out of the question. <laughs> so yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it would probably work, but you, you'd probably cause a lot more damage, I would, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Um, is, not worth it. is cereal and milk a soup? Hmm. Yeah, I love the long pause. <laughs> this is the deepest. No, okay. I feel like soups are savory. Okay, mm. I I can see the argument for it, but I, mm. I think I think that's my criteria. Yes. Alrighty. <laughs> Would you rather have one million dollars or an exact clone of yourself? 
Definitely one million dollars. I would mm. hate to deal with myself. <laughs> hate more of me. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, that I get it. Boy, do I get it. Um, <laughs> would you rather have the power of flight or invisibility? Mm. <sighs> flight. Because I mentioned plane tickets earlier, mm-hmm. and you know that mm. would just be more, you know, more efficient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure would. Mm-hmm. Let's see this. God, I feel um, like I feel I feel so judged. I feel like I'm getting rated no, no, on like no. one to ten on my answers. <laughs> no, I, I I'm gonna I'm, I'm I'm gonna pitch. Okay. I'm gonna pitch two DLC ideas. Okay. Okay. For to the rescue right now. All right. Olivia. All right. Just take it in and then just give me a straight up yes or no. Okay. All right. Uh-oh. The first one. You find out that one of your faithful adopters is running an illegal dogfighting. Oh, ring. oh boy. Let's we'll call him you know, Schmeichel Schmick. Okay. Just for <laughs> okay. Okay. And you have to take your dog and bring the whole thing down. That's that's one Extreme deal. That, that sounds style. like a new yeah. game. <laughs> No, it's it's complimentary, Steven. Sure, you're, you're building on it's the principles of the core game, it's right? Right, right. But you introduce new mechanics and you know vengeance. What's uh? <laughs> yeah, yes or no? Turn-based RPG. No, okay. no. Right, because that's then, fine. That's then fine. if you're using that's your fine. dog to enact violence, are you really that's any better? Fine. Well, it's true. It's true. I mean, it's I think, kind of it could be. Think, think of it like Pokemon. yeah yeah all right and i think i i have my answer for my next dlc pitch which is there's like a hills have eye shit going on Uh there (laughs) the family is kidnapped by some sort of mountain cannibals oh my god what is happening it's you and your trusty dog have to go and again enact vengeance and (laughs) and get them back isn't that basically the blair witch game well, the dog is with you in the Blair Witch game. Yeah, like, okay. They're a faithful companion, but there's no, there's no real stakes. There's no babies being kidnapped and maybe oh, going to be okay. eaten at some point in the game. Okay. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. No. All right. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mostly just because I don't feel like very capable of making a horror game because I don't, I wouldn't be able mm-hmm. to take myself seriously while mm-hmm. I was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Would you rather? <laughs> bathe in spaghetti mm. with sauce with so, sauce that's a that's or, a very important qualifier that's so, so or sleep on a bed of jello would it have a it would have a sheet over it no you're sleeping on just jello <laughs> i still think i would rather take the jello cuz mm. at least i don't it, it, if i could go to sleep it wouldn't be a problem after that mm-hmm because then I could take a bath the next day and wash the jello off of me and not mm. in spaghetti. <laughs> right. All right. I, I, I think that like the way I sleep, I would I would be <laughs> inhaling jello. Because like I uh, you know put my fa- <laughs> you know, one, of those, one of those situations. <laughs> <laughs> Just take a chunk out of the bed. Like, oh what the hell was that? Andy. The dog from Duck Hunt euthanize immediately or euthanize sometime later? Oh, he, he, he is really annoying. <laughs> is oh annoying. no, you know, you know what? That's 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 a tough one. How about this? It is a tough one. How about this? What is the star rating for the dog from Duck Hunt when he Ooh. arrives in the shelter? That's a really good one. So, what would his traits be? 
<laughs> douche. Just, <laughs> uh, a big absolute, old jerk. No, yeah, big old jerk would be. His, <laughs> I don't know. I would say his max adopted. He'd be pretty average. I'd say mm, three. Okay. I've All met right. lots of big old jerk dogs that have mm. found great mm. homes, but based on the fact you know, that they bring them to the dog park and harass my dogs. He's a working time. dog. You know, he's looks healthy. <laughs> he's got a job. Yeah, you know, he's useful. <laughs> he's just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I have one. I have one. This is a good one. That sounds a lot like me. Go on, Stephen. Yes. <laughs> Give both Andy and I a positive mm. and negative adoptability trait. Oh, I love this already. A positive, like one from the game. One from the game. One positive, yeah. one negative. Like, like from if the we game. Were, if we were each a if dog, we were dogs. Oh man. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be hard. So now I'm trying to think about all the traits in the game. I'm gonna have to like mm. tab over and open the list. <laughs> um, uh. One of you is probably Barky. I have a feeling mm. about Barky. Barky is yeah. a good one. Yeah. I'm, I'm Maybe you're both Barky. I mm -hmm. don't... Wait, hold on. <laughs> hold on. This is important. Oh, that's this good. This is important. Good. Traits. Okay. Barky. I think Some that's Some of good. these are, are super easy answers. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So Barky is Andy. Okay, mm -hmm. Andy, you're Barky. I'll, I'll take yeah. it. Okay. I'll take it. And... <laughs> <laughs> Steven is drooly. I'm gonna go with that. You're one. not wrong. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, you mentioned the 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 the, the Jello thing. Yeah. I can get that one out of my yeah. Head. yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Okay. So those are negative traits. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. And there's not as many positive traits. So no, there isn't. Especially when you're talking about us. But right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what she means. <laughs> uh, let's see. Steven, you're good with cats. I am. And I am. That's true. Andy good with cats. That's is a cool treat. social. The fact that it takes <laughs> that long and, and, I, and it's a question mark. It's yeah, well, well, some of them are ways. very would be very strange labels to put on somebody that you don't know mm -hmm. very well. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, sure, you have mange. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds Again, like not attack. far off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know too much. <laughs> uh, let's see. When you're going about your day and you're thinking about how to change the world through your awesome game that's gonna give back to shelters across the world, and you're getting dressed and you're putting on your socks and your shoes, my pajamas, and your pajamas. <laughs> is it sock sock shoe shoe or sock shoe sock shoe? Oh my gosh, it's definitely sock, sock, shoe, shoe. Yeah. Always. Mm -hmm. Always. I want to meet the sociopath that does it the other way around. I, that's what I, I know, was about to I, say. Like, yeah, who I want is to. that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, behind some glass, but yeah, I do want to meet that person. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, the, the, it's, it's more like sock, sock. Croc, croc, because I'm croc. Nice. Ooh, <laughs> nice. Socks and I crocs. heard they're coming back. I heard the crocs are like big yeah. now. This is the type of person that did they that ever COVID go away? Turned me into not in my household. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna say they I'm had a they had stand. a they had this a is connotation. How I'm get canceled. <laughs> so I said that I how much I love crocs publicly. <laughs> Uh, uh, you yeah. don't trust her to make a dog game she wears crocs <laughs> do you trust them to do anything yeah. <laughs> they're gonna pocket all that money she they wears do. crocs yeah. i know and buy crocs with all of it all right one of each backpack two strap ba classic backpack shoulder mm. strap messenger style 
What, which one are you going with? Shoulder strap. Uh, oh, I yeah. actually have like back problems because of how I often I wore a shoulder strap heavy mm. backpack in high school. So, <laughs> just, mm. yeah. All right. Last couple of questions, Andy. All right. Let's see this. <clears throat> what is a ridiculous thing someone tricked you into doing? Ridiculous thing someone tricked mm. me into doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who? Or believing. Uh, or that believing. Makes, yeah. That makes it easier. I feel like that there's a lot of answers to this question that I can't think of because I feel like that happens to me all the time <laughs> because I'm such like a naive person. Like My team is like, constantly lying to me about shit and <laughs> I'm always being fooled. <laughs> um, let's see. Is, is being a game dev a valid answer? <laughs> Sure is. Yeah, uh, you know it what? Sure is. We put enough stories to say yes. The yeah. answer. Uh, yeah, so. I know. I love it, but sometimes it feels like Why? that it was made out to be such an awesome thing, and then here I am, <laughs> like mm-hmm. staring at, like changing a variable, variable back and forth for like seven hours and crying. <laughs> you were sold a dream, Olivia. Yeah, I was. I all was. right, let's make games. They'll be great. Yeah, it'll be wonderful. Let's all let's all make the, do this for a living. Yeah, they, we just make games. We play games all day, right? Yeah, yeah. that's all it is. Um, yeah. All right, so this is gonna be the uh, my final question. Then Andy, you'll hit you'll hit it up with the ceremonial last question. Oh man, um, I've been asking that one a lot lately. I, well, it's weird because <laughs> I, this I one's a f- like it. You know, the episodes are kind of jumbled. We've been recording things out of order, so it's it just seems that way. Okay, <laughs> whatever you want to tell yourself. <laughs> okay um what is the dumbest way you've injured yourself mm. this is a so this way, i do have a i do have an answer for this one okay, i actually go. have a lot of answers for this one because as a child i don't know how i survived actually with some of the stuff that yeah. happened to me um i think that's like what my memoir's first line is gonna sound like <laughs> when it gets published <laughs> but go um, on well I'm trying to figure out how much of like a hillbilly redneck story I should tell or, <laughs> or like a relatively, what like, did you try and light on fire? I think no, we got to go with the hillbilly redneck story. Okay. I'll tell the hillbilly redneck story because, uh, so I was an only child who lived in the middle of the woods and my grandmother's farm, which is also in the middle of nowhere, like 30 minutes down a dirt road plus sort of place. Um, and there's this field of hay bales right all mm-hmm. stacked up my one of my favorite things to do would be to run around on the top of them and like jump around on them like i was playing frogger or something on the top mm-hmm. of these hay bales these round hay bales big ones <laughs> um, parkour. anyway there was like a gap where there was like there's like hay bale gap hay bale and i ran to jump and then i landed on the edge and then of course it collapsed because it's made out of hay mm-hmm. and then i landed on a fence post and I and I stabbed myself in the stomach with a fence post, oh like, a, like a little metal, little metal pole, like fence post. Ouch. Uh, <laughs> and I had to, and yeah, I had to like lay on a couch bleeding until my mom came in like an hour later. Goodness, you bled yeah. out for an hour. Oh my god, yeah. the couch. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I think I was like, I think I was like nine when this happened how bad was the damage i'm just curious now it like, wasn't as bad as it like was was it all superficial you, yeah you i mean it organs? was it no it went like it didn't like st- like it didn't go like all the way through my body. <laughs> it like stabbed like an inch into me and, God, yikes. and you said you couldn't do yeah. horror you have you i know i just it. i could just that's your superhero that. moment that's your origin right. moment 
Yeah. You're yeah. You're now is, hey girl. I became. <laughs> you figured it out. That's like the worst. Oh no. <laughs> Worse That's like how to commands your respect in the superhero world. Oh, look, God. it's Hey Girl. That's all. Hey Girl. You know, that's like the. It makes me think of like in in My Hero Academia, the anime, how there's definitely mm-hmm. people who yeah. have quirks that are really boring things. Sure. Like mine would be that I can like control hey or something. You can find them in the haystack. That's what you can do. Yes. Every every time. (laughs) Every time. Maybe it'd make me better at coding. (laughs) Andy, Mm -hmm. it's time now to hit us up. It's more metaphorical. You can you're good at finding shit. Right? Yeah, but that's there, like, what they say. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah, exactly. Like, where did my sock go? Like, it's called a pay girl. And it's she'll over find there. it. Hey girl, got it. How'd you not know where the fuck it was? <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's go to the last question. Uh, my favorite question, because it's such an awkward question, um, and it puts but very, all the pressure. Very, very important. Squarely on the person we're talking to, it is very important. Mm-hmm. Is that an easy choice? It's like when you walk into a shelter and you see a dog and you make the connection and you just know mm-hmm. you want that puppy. Mm-hmm. This is a little bit more deeper than that. It commands more thought, I would hope so, to reach the proper I feel like I need to do my stretches before decision. This. And Olivia, that question, the final question is the following choice. And that is, as I stare at you, in the camera right now with my deep blue eyes. <laughs> Andy or Steven? In- interpret this how you want. Exactly. There's, you know. Like, I, w- I would actually say interpret, internalize their interpretation, think about it, mm-hmm. and then give the answer. And we don't know what you're doing with us and why you've chosen. And then I, I don't even have to tell you what. I would why. say, yeah, just, just, no. just Andy or Steven. Wow, this is a lot. <laughs> I feel like this is like like a jigsaw type of question. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> make your uh-huh. choice. Um, Do you want to play a game? <laughs> <laughs> you have just fallen the metal rod, but the key is still into your dog. <laughs> Steven. Nailed it. Nailed it. There it is. There it Nailed is. it. God, Andy, that's it's just it's just so nice when I get those big dubs. It, it does it does feel good, right? Hang those it might dubs. not be a dub. It, it's probably it's. Oh, that's true. Oh. Yeah, you gotta worry about that. Oh, ladies All and gentlemen, right. that's gonna bring us to the end of the show. We want to thank our Patreon producers, which I you. Think she said she's gonna euthanize you. What she, it, what she really uh, means? Listen, <laughs> that's that's how I'm interpreting it. We only have one kennel. That's fair. That's fair. I get it. I get it. The old yeller. Bring, bring, bring me out back, I guess. <laughs> That's going to bring us to the end of the show. We want to thank our Patreon producers, which you could support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash NDS podcast. Thank you, Vegas Girl on Fire, FNH Paul, and Colton the Apprentice Nestler. We cannot continue to grow without all of your support. So thank you so much for doing that. If you want to follow us on social media, we are at dual underscore screens on Twitter, at dual screens on Instagram. I am at Batchild27. Andy's at Pants Guy. And our Facebook group is facebook.com slash groups slash DS podcast. You can watch us on Twitch on twitch.tv slash dual screen streams. And again, our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash dual screens TV. And to the rescue, you could find on Twitter at to the rescue game. Uh, you could find it on Steam. Just look for To The Rescue. You could wishlist it and all that fun stuff. And the uh, website, to the rescue game.com. 
com. Is there anywhere else people could find you, Olivia? Uh, that's that about covers it. But you can also join us on Discord to ask questions mm. about the game cool. at uh, discord.gg/lrg. Awesome. Thank you so much, listeners. Thank you, Andy. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Olivia. Thank you, World, and thank you, uh, Shelters, for doing what you do. Uh, you're you're doing you're doing uh, very very good work out there, and we appreciate that. And as always, listeners, please be excellent to each other. <laughs> <laughs>